Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I could not be more thrilled to be with my friend and actress, Carly Chaikin. Hey, Carly. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm very excited. We're finally doing this. We're finally doing this. So to give you guys backstory, obviously I've known Carly for a while. And since the podcast started, I'm like, we need to have you on. You don't understand. We need to have you on. But she's been working and traveling and now she's finally in New York. So here we fucking go. Here I am. (laughs) So, Carly, how old are you and where are you from? I'm 28. I'm going to be 29 next month, which is crazy. That is crazy. And I'm from L.A. Cool. Santa Monica. And what is your current relationship status as I stare at your massive diamond? Engaged. So exciting. Very exciting. Where did you meet your fiance? We met... At Acme. <laughs> we so met crazy. At Acme. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm the poster child. We actually have like a, a really cute, funny, like meat story. Do mm-hmm. we want the long story or short? Yeah, story? we want the long. So me and Ryan, it's so cliche, but it's so true. I met him in January and that New Year's, I was like, I am so over guys. I'm so over dating. I'm like, not going to. I'm just going to like focus on myself and my work and blah, blah, blah. And like genuinely meant it. Yeah. And it's like everybody says that's when you find someone. Right. And it's true. Mm. But I had met, I knew this girl, Kelsey, and she intertwined long story. She ended up doing a guest spot on the show I was on after like we had hadn't seen each other in a while. I was doing a show at UCB and invited her. She brought her boyfriend And I was like, can you guys hook me up with someone? Their friend lived across the street from me in Hollywood. He came over. We didn't connect in that way, but we became very close. And I started hanging out with him and his friends. And they'd always be like, you should meet our friend Ryan. You would love him. Mm. And I was like, I don't care. (laughs) And then one day, one night, Kelsey and I were like, let's go bowling. And so we invited, you know, all of their friends and Ryan showed up. And that was the first time we met. And afterwards, we were, I was outside uh, at the bowling alley smoking a cigarette. Yuck. <laughs> which I which have, you quit, which I we're going to talk about. Yes. And also, you probably said this to me already, but the other Carly we had on is also with the Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Which was nuts. Crazy. So I was sitting there smoking a cigarette and the guy who was like bowling next to us left and was like, 
bye. I didn't know him. And then he came back and sat down and was like, I'm so sorry. I just know I'd be kicking myself if I left here and didn't ask you on a date. And I was like, oh, um, I would, but like, I actually have a boyfriend. And then Ryan just so happened to be walking up and I was like, oh, there he is right now. Yeah. And then the guy was like, hey man, sorry for hitting on your girlfriend. And Ryan was like, oh, it's okay. And then the guy was like, I'm Ryan. And then he was like, I'm Ryan. No, the (laughs) random. Yeah. (laughs) And then my Ryan came and sat down next to me and we actually have a picture of us from that night sitting on the bench. That is the cutest thing. Yeah. And I always want like my story to end up with me doing the fake boyfriend thing, but I've never actually heard anyone doing it successfully and like them actually becoming your boyfriend. Yeah. It's amazing. There you go. And he went with it. Yeah. He was like, okay, (laughs) sorry, that's okay. (laughs) He was like, I'm a really chill boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Fully. But we didn't, we didn't like kiss. Like we, we ended up hanging out like every day for the next few days. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I really liked him, but I didn't know. It took me like a few days to be like, okay, I'm like obsessed with you. Right. And then it took him like two days to kiss me because he can be such a pussy. Mm-hmm. That was a whole other story. Finally did. But we've been together ever since. And That's it's so been cute. five years and one month. Wow. And when did you get engaged? And what was that like? We got engaged September 2nd. Did you know it was going to happen? I knew it was going to happen at some point, but I had no idea like actually when. And I was had no idea it was going to happen then. I was like so thrown off it threw him off. Mm-hmm. And how did he do it? He had told me like a month before we were going to go to Nobu in Malibu for one of our best friends like birthday. There are a couple... And so we went to dinner and we were going to like meet them there. And he was like, oh, they want to like go down to the beach before. And I was like, okay. So we get there and I like took my shoes off. We went down on the sand and we were walking and I was like, where are they? And then he stopped finally and was like, okay, so Brent and Amanda aren't coming. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he was like, I was like, what do you mean? And then he, there was, he had a photographer there Aww. who was taking pictures. And then I, and I kept being like, what is happening? Like, this is not happening. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen these pictures. They're very, I just made for, um, for our anniversary, a whole book of all of our engagement you pictures. You guys are so cute in private. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, wait, so are they like coming to dinner? And mm-hmm. he was like, no, but like there's 160 people in the restaurant right now for you. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm just kidding. And I was like, you can't do this to me right now. I have like no idea what's going on. But he was like, we, I have a room for us at Malibu Beach Inn, which we like Mm -hmm. love. And then we're having like brunch tomorrow with both of our families and then going to Santa Barbara for the night and going to golf because we golf together. That's so cute. Yeah, he did such a good job. So when is your birthday, even though I know, but I'm pretending. (laughs) March 26th. I'm an Aries. So you're an Aries. Mm -hmm. And when is Ryan's? Ryan's, if I was like, what's Ryan's birthday? I'm just kidding. (laughs) September 14th. Okay, cute. Mm -hmm. And how, what's your age difference? He is 33. So we're like four and a half years. Do you feel like 
emotionally or like maturity level, you're on the same page? Yeah. I mean, if anything, I feel like he is, he's more mature than I am. Right. And when he met you, was he like looking for something? Because I always wonder if, I feel like personally my boyfriend was not looking for a girlfriend when we met, but like that kind of just happens, you know? Yeah, no, he he wasn't. He had actually just broken up with someone like a few months before. Mm-hmm. And and so he like was not mm-hmm. looking. And you mentioned he had just broken up with someone. Do you did you guys or do you now or at any point talk about exes and things like that? Like are you do you think that's necessary in a relationship? We don't he never does. Mm-hmm. Which is like I feel like I I definitely have because I do have exes that have been really big parts of my life. So it's like they come up. Right. He it's as literally as if nobody's ever existed before me, which That's is great. Kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I remember like he hadn't I don't know who's gonna be listening to this. <laughs> but I remember like he hadn't talked to his, his ex girlfriend who he was with before me. And like two years later she texted him and was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your girlfriend. And like, that was the first thing that she's like said to him. And I was like, are you freaking out right now? Like friend to a friend, like this is so crazy. Like you haven't talked to her. She hasn't texted you. Now the first thing she's saying is that like, she's obsessed with like loves me. It sounds like she was like wanting to get a rise out of him or something. I don't know. But he was like, uh, that's a good sign though you know like I feel like any like no matter what if a guy brings up their ex in any capacity they're not over them you know what I mean or like gets affected by their ex he's never yeah brought her up yeah like I feel like I'm more of a stalker of my boyfriend's exes than he ever was or like ever (laughs) you know it's weird I don't know I, yeah. I mean, we, it's funny because we also like, we moved really fast in Mm. our relationship. Really? Mm -hmm. You were together for five years before getting engaged. Explain how you moved fast. (laughs) I'm like, do I have to wait fucking four more years? (laughs) No. And it's still fast? We, so after like knowing each, you know, four days of hanging out and he kissed me, it was like game over. Right. And within like three weeks or so, three and a half weeks, we said, I love you. We had given oh, each other house fast. keys. Yeah. I went to Hawaii with him and his family after two months. Right. And like, I, you know, he was working in New York that summer. And so I like moved to New York with him for that summer. And if I had, everybody thought we were crazy, obviously. If somebody told me that they were right. doing that, I'd be like, right. you are psycho and right. need to cool it. Mm-hmm. But it really just felt like I gave him a house key because he was coming over every day and I didn't want to keep getting up to answer the door. Mm -hmm. And like, it just felt everything happened so organically. Right. And it was just like what felt right to do. But to most people, like, yeah, that it would be crazy. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so you moved fast, but it worked because it happened naturally, which I also really believe in. Like if it's going fast and it's kind of being forced to be fast because you're like both desperate, then it's bad, you know? Yeah. But if it's natural and you both 
so cliche, but everyone says it like, no, you know, yeah. then, then it definitely works. Did you and Ryan kind of like develop any inside jokes or like cute little like pet names or like anything kind of that's just unique to you guys that you still have? Yeah, I mean, we have so many inside jokes. I mean, your story is always so funny. I like never <laughs> get it. But it's like him doing weird things. Stretching. Right. <laughs> What's up with that? He just, I mean, he's like very tall and lanky, but has always had like bad back problems. Mm. And so he always like has to stretch. And mm-hmm. finally, I just like thought it was so funny and entertaining. It was like, no matter where we were, what we were doing, like he was stretching. Yeah. So I just like started filming it and like right. putting it on Instagram and people really love it. Yeah. But should... he hates it. Now he, oh, he does. Now he will like stretch in the dark so I can't film him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, give the fans what they want. Yeah, no, I was really enjoying it and hoping for like a spinoff Instagram yeah. called Ryan Stretching. Fully. You're not the only one. But maybe in the future he'll reconsider. I told him that he should make a stretching video. Like a... A you YouTube know. tutorial? Yeah. <laughs> How to stretch. It's actually a really good idea. But let's talk wedding stuff for a minute. Have you started planning at all? Yeah. And what's that like? Because I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on being engaged. Like people love it. But then some people are like, it's just an unromantic time because you have to go over so many like logistics and like who's paying for what and this, that. And like it kind of takes a toll to a certain extent. What do you think? I I haven't had that experience. I think Ryan and I have always been so open about money and about, you know, working things out and, and it's very simple with us. Mm -hmm. So we've, you know, we got a wedding planner, right? Which I think also, I mean, I could never, could never do all of that on my own. We got a wedding planner and it's been like actually a pretty fun, easy process Mm -hmm. that, we always like figure something out and it's never like we don't fight a lot Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of it's pretty easy to just be like what do you think about this I don't like that okay like what about you know right it's very simple yeah that's great let's talk a little bit about dating before Ryan came into the picture if you remember five Mm -hmm. years back you had said that you were just like done and you didn't want to look anymore and obviously that's when you met him but when you weren't done how were you meeting people that you were dating? Were you on any apps or? Yes. Yeah, so first, you know, the for obviously few people that I had like dated over the years, I met through friends. And then when me and my ex broke up, I went on Tinder because it was when like mm. Tinder first. I remember started, those days yeah, and like before it became like dick pics only. Yeah, and like everybody went on it and right. it was really fun. And I actually met a guy who I was hooking up with for a few months on there. And what was your dating app experience like in general? It was entertaining. I mean, it was fine. I've had I had like one weird experience where like mm-hmm. me and the guy, we were like you know, texting and it was like 
wow, we're soulmates going on here. And then like met up in person and he did not say one word. And it was like (laughs) actually the most uncomfortable experience I've ever been through. That is so bizarre. And like Natalie helped me get out of it. Yeah. Natalie's our mutual friend, by the way. Shout out, Nat. If you're not listening, you're a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's cool. And oh, and then real quick, um, you know, you've always been a very open person like not a private person, but like open-minded. And um, at one point you were in a relationship with a woman, if I remember correctly. So what was that like for you and like your family and friends reaction to it? And do you consider yourself um, like open sexually and and could maybe um, be attracted to women, you know, still today? Yeah, I was dating a girl for, you know, we were on and off for a year and a half and she was the last person who I was with before Ryan. And it was a very, very confusing, interesting, hard, amazing relationship and like time and experience that I think I learned more from like that situation and that relationship than I have from anything else. Mm. You know, I had never thought of myself as like bi necessarily or gay and which it's like looking back, like, I don't know, I've like hooked up with girls before. Like, I don't know (laughs) where, why I thought that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really confusing to me because I never necessarily like had feelings for another girl and I like started to with this girl and was like very, very confused and didn't understand like how this was happening and was like really uncomfortable with like not understanding it. And then found myself like having to also like defend my sexuality because people were like, so you're gay. And I was like, I'm not gay. I like, you know, and thank God that's what bisexual is. Like you can like both and be attracted to both. Right. But can't you like not even define yourself as bisexual and rather say like, I'm just attracted to people's like energies and people's vibes. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Because I'm not equally attracted to women in the same mm-hmm. way I am with, with men. Right. Like before, you know, it's like, I wouldn't see a girl walk by and be like, Oh my God, she's so hot. But mm-hmm. like, I would see a guy walk by and be like, Oh, they're so hot. Right. You know, I think it's really just the person and me being insecure and like confused about that, like really obviously like affected our relationship and going into it. Cause I like kind of played it off as more of a joke and, and not like owning who I was and what was going on. We had like a tumultuous relationship though, but I eventually did like tell my parents and like everybody. And there was like a lot to it. It was like a very, interesting experience and especially too with like my job I will never forget I was at a photo shoot once and my old publicist I was talking to my makeup artist about my ex-girlfriend when we were we were together at the time and she heard me and was like what are you talking about and I was like oh my girlfriend and she was like oh when the photographer comes back in here like don't talk about it and I was like did not I was like speechless and was like, okay. And then, and like told my girlfriend after, 
and was like, how weird is that? And like not realizing how, what a big deal something like that is. Like right. now if someone said that to me today, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You're fired. Yeah, like do not insane. say that to me. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it was very bizarre and like stuff like that obviously really hurt her. And I didn't really realize like the effect that that like has, it was, it really taught me so much though. And like so much about like just owning who you are and not, you know, apologizing for how you feel or who right. you feel things for. And, you know, of just taking advantage of like the moment and the people that you have and not shying away from it out of fear. Yeah. That's a really well said answer. What would you say is the difference between dating women and dating men? If there is one at all. No, there definitely is. It definitely is different because I mean, think like men and women are so different. Right. Hanging out with a girlfriend versus hanging out with a guy friend right. is like so different. You know what they say with like lesbians and like, what do you bring on a second date? Like a U-Haul. Yeah. Is literally. like true. Uh-huh. Because if you think about like a random girlfriend that you meet and really like, you guys are like texting yeah. all the time mm -hmm. and like hanging out. And then it's like add having sex with that person on top of it. Right. Like you do become best friends like very fast because you're both girls and mm -hmm. like that's how girls are. And I don't know. It feels different. Yeah. Would you say that every woman listening to this who has, you know, maybe been attracted to someone of the same sex but has been afraid to pursue it should do that at least, you know, once before they settle down. A hundred percent. I think that, you know, with so many things in life, like fear stops us from, you know, doing X, Y, Z. And I think love and like relationships is something that really is like such a shame if you do let fear stop you from that. I one of, you know, literally one of my only like regrets in life is not allowing myself to just love who I love and like not ju have any judgments on it or hold back at all or like, you know, shy away from it because it's like, who cares? Right. So you're an actress, obviously, and you've been very successful. So congrats about that. Thank you. But I would say like, I don't know, 10 years ago, you're probably still like getting your feet wet in it. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like dating when you were dating, anyone was like judgmental of the fact that you were an actress or like maybe didn't believe in you and things like that or like made fun? Well, what's funny is I was dating this guy, Sam. Shout out DJ Sam French. Um, you also better be listening. <laughs> And it's funny because so we started dating in high school and me wanting to be an actress, like seemingly to everyone came out of nowhere. Right. It was something that I always knew I wanted to do, but never really like I always played sports. I never did any plays. Mm -hmm. But I remember Sam and I, when we were like 17, 18 or something, I was like, I want to be an actress. And he was like, I want to be a DJ. And we were like, OK. <laughs> and then, right. you know, it's it's pretty funny slash amazing because he that's he's a DJ, he's and a DJ an and I'm an actress and both you know successful right. doing what we do 
And what made you want to be an actress? Like, what was the moment where you were like, yeah, this is something? So I was like 12 or 13, I don't know, somewhere there. And I was in Sleepaway Camp. Shout out Wakila in Maine. <laughs> Maine is the best. The best. Place for Sleepaway Camps. Uh-huh. And I remember I did this play where I had like one line as a waitress and like brought somebody water. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. That's great. But I didn't do anything about it. Right, I remember right. like my friend's dad is like a big agent. He would drive us to school in carpool. And I was like, you should just sign me now because I'm going to be an actress. And he's like, okay. Mm. Um, but I always played sports and like didn't do any acting stuff. And then when I was like 18, I was like, okay, maybe I should actually do something about this instead of just telling people. Yeah. I'll never forget obviously one of my favorite movies to this day in the last song <laughs> Carly played like a mean girl kind of wild crazy girl blaze blaze um which is on my baby name list I don't know why I should probably <laughs> take it off now that I don't smoke weed anymore um but what was that experience like you were working with Miley who obviously now is like just beyond um and that was probably her first acting role, right? Because she was like a singer slash Disney Channel star. Yeah, that was her first project like outside of Hannah Montana. Mm -hmm. And what was that like on set? Wasn't that where her and Liam met? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So give us whatever you remember. <laughs> well, I was like obsessed with Miley before and like Hannah Montana and mm -hmm. like loved it. But that was my first movie I ever did. Mm. So it was like really crazy just being on, having my first experience like on a set being something like that with that high of a budget where they like built a carnival for us to shoot at. And then two days later tore the whole thing down and, right. you know, and I'd never been to Georgia, but, and it was so fun. And Miley was really amazing. And her and I became, you know, really close and Liam you know, is who he is. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, what does that mean? Is, is he, is he interesting? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually so funny. You know, he's not because Miley posted something today or yesterday on Instagram. She went to this movie premiere for him because he was sick and he's in some movie with um, Rebel Wilson mm -hmm. and she made the caption I'm so glad you guys get to see this movie. I promise Liam is funny, like in real <laughs> life or something. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, don't worry. We didn't ask. Fully. We trust I mean, you. I like, I always say it's like, I feel bad saying this, but I think that if someone's going to act like a dick, like they mm. don't deserve to be, have people like cover for them. Right. And my, I don't know who he is today. Mm -hmm. And this was a long time ago, but my experience with him was, not and you know the cruise too it was not the best right experience I feel like not defending him by any means but he probably he comes from such like an acting family he probably thought that he was already like something when being on there right I mean it, yeah it was his first movie in the states and then he just wasn't you know to me like it's so important to me to be like nice and respectful to everybody right. like 
whether you're working cast crew, Mm -hmm. like doesn't matter from like top to bottom, like everybody should be treated the same way. And that is something that I also like notice and appreciate in other people Mm -hmm. because I think it says a lot about the kind of person you are. And that wasn't a qual or, you know, that wasn't something he uh, cared about. For sure. (laughs) Hopefully he's matured since then. Hopefully. But Liam, if you're listening and you want to make things right, come on the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Imagine if all the people we thought were listening were. Um, They might be. We can work this out. Yeah, we can can work this out. Just come on. I (laughs) promise I won't touch you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that was your first movie. And we'll get to the big show that you're on now. But what in between was your favorite project that you worked on? Well, oh, the, the, that show with Cheryl Hines. Yeah, who Suburgatory. Looks like my mom. Yeah. yeah. After that, like the next year I did two like horrible indie films. But then the first show that I had tested for, I got, which was Suburgatory on ABC. I miss it so much. Me too. That I was played, the best character ever. It was, I played Dahlia, who was platinum blonde and like a Barbie and spray tanned and wore pink and wore heels and was like very deadpan. And Cheryl Hines played my mom. Anna Gasteyer was in it. Um, Chris Parnell, Alan Tudyk, Jeremy Sisto. Like it was such a great cast, Jane Levy. And was like a legitimate character and was so fun to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I will say it's like everything happens for a reason because our show got canceled after the third season and I was obviously devastated, but was like, okay, something better is going to come mm. that I wouldn't be able to do if I was still on this show. And right. then Mr. Robot came. Tell me in your words what Mr. Robot is about, because it's very confusing for the average brain. Yes, that is true. So on the surface, I guess how it starts, Mr. Robot is about a guy who works in cybersecurity Um and me and Christian Slater's character, the head of an underground hacking group called F Society, and we recruit Elliot to help us take down corporate America. So that's like the episode one, season one, episode one, kind of like general baseline to it. Right. But yeah, so it turns into so much more. It turns into like dealing with mental illness to dealing with like politics and you know, social anxiety and Mm. hacking, but it's like very, it's really about like relationships in the world and like commentary on like what's going on today. So Mr. Robot came about and that's incredible. Um, What is your favorite part about being on a show like Mr. Robot? So many things. I mean, I think one, being able to, work with the actors I get to work with and work on material that is as good as it is, is like every actor's dream. And also to just like be a part of something that means so much to so many people and seeing like the effect that our show has had on people and the way it's like really, you know, affected people has been in regards to mental illness and like mm-hmm. the stories we've heard and the things that people have said have been like so beyond unbelievable that like never thought would happen at all. Yeah. Um, 
And it's also, you know, cool to play one of like the first female like hackers on TV Mm -hmm. and to be able to like represent women in tech and like that whole world and just, it's just been like a crazy experience. Yeah. As an actress, do you feel responsible in terms of like staying healthy and staying in shape? Not that you have an issue with it. I mean, your body is perfect, but you know what I'm saying? Just because you're on TV and technically the camera adds 10 pounds. And I don't know where like the camera adding 10 pounds came from. I think, I think it like used someone to be who like was back fat. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's the camera. It's the camera. It's not me. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I think it was back in the day, you know, I didn't before and, and now it's not as much, I always like laugh at myself that I'm like, I should probably not be eating this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm about to be on TV or whatever, but I've never really thought of it like that. Recently I've, you know, in this past year I've started working out and becoming really healthy just because like having Mm -hmm. nothing to do with being on TV or doing anything. But I think, you know, it is like at the end of the day, it is kind of like a good motivator if all else fails. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned before smoking cigarettes and now not smoking anymore. Mm -hmm. What is the reason that you stopped? And did Ryan ever smoke also? And what was your method to stop? So I literally could talk about quitting smoking all day long because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. I smoked like a pack a day for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like started smoking when I was like 13, 14. Obviously not like a pack (laughs) then, but like by the time I was like 17, 18 and, you know, couldn't get through a dinner with my parents without getting up to have a cigarette. Right. Nobody ever thought I would quit. And... Natalie, our mutual friend, Mm -hmm. we actually had this like long conversation one day about me quitting and got me to be like, okay, fine. Like I'm going to, I'll try in the new year. And my dad had been trying to get me to quit. He bribed me with a Cartier watch. Mm -hmm. I like quit for two months and then started smoking again. Yeah. I, you know, he had me go to this like hypnotherapist, like, and I just hadn't never had the desire. So After I said like, okay, fine, I'll quit in the new year, which I was like, fuck. I like went on Amazon and was like, quit smoking books. And I saw this book that had like five stars called The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. And I was like, what the fuck kind of quitting smoking book has five stars? Right. So I like started reading the reviews and everyone was like, I never thought I'd quit, like read this book. So I ordered the book. And it literally is like voodoo and changed my life. And for all of anybody out there who smokes or wants to quit, read this book. It literally works. The Easy Way to Stop Smoking by Alan Carr. What's like a tidbit from it, if you remember, that stuck with you when you were first starting to quit? So the whole thing really is like, Break, you know, it's like we think that we can't do this or can't do that without a cigarette or how am I going to do this or like my anxiety or oral fixation or like all that stuff is bullshit. It's just like a nicotine addiction. But it was really realizing that like this thing completely 
ran my entire life. And it was like something that like didn't even get you high and like didn't right. even do anything. Right. Aside from like take away the anxiety that the first cigarette caused you to get because like you now, your body needs another one. Right. But I think it was like the way I viewed it. Like the book, it's like keep smoking, don't stop smoking, just read this book. And it made me not want to be a smoker anymore. Mm. And it made me really feel like, you know, to me, it's like I'm, I'm not just an actress. Like I paint, I write, I do all these things. And like, I want to have a production company and I want to like, I have so many things that I want to do. And when I think about like a strong, you know, successful businesswoman, she's not like standing outside of a meeting having a cigarette. Right. Or like not able to go to her next meeting because she needs to take a smoke break. Right. And so for me, I started being like, I don't want to be that person. Right. I think what it sounds like to me is that in this book, because it was like, you know, keep smoking while reading instead of like, put that cigarette down mm-hmm. and think about who you are. Totally. Like, it's just such a different method, you know, and we talked about before we started recording about how I, I stopped smoking weed. And I think part of that was like all the partners that I had dated in the past were like, put that joint down, like stop smoking and my current partner was like, yeah, do do you like do what you want. Keep smoking. I don't care. And it's almost like that reverse effect of like you being allowed to do something that makes you not want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's smart because it makes you like whether you're still smoking or not smoking, like still read the book. Right. It's like you don't have to want to quit to read it or you don't have to like need to be quit to read it without feeling guilty. Right. It just, but it, it really just makes you by the end of it feel like such a fucking loser. Right. For like that. You're like, what am I doing? Right. And it works. And it's like the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like I could not be happier about it. Yeah. I love that. We only have a few questions left. So I want to ask, what are the three things that makes a good relationship in your opinion. What's funny, I read that article that you had put on your story last mm. night, which was like unbelievable. Oh, thanks. Do you know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the Mark Manson one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great. It was amazing. And I loved what he said about, and I agree with, is like respect. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that makes something work is, and like with my relationship too, is like I have so much respect for Ryan as like a person, as like a worker, as a son, like just in every way, shape and form. Like I just respect him Mm -hmm. and you treat someone very differently that you respect versus someone that you don't. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I think that I think communication, I think I've always been pretty good with communication and like having them be allowed to tell me anything and like, have that open communication if they're doing something that I'm not okay with or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then I think like them just being your best friend yeah, is like so important too. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to someone who doesn't really feel like their partner is necessarily their best friend, but does feel like really supported and loved by their partner. Like, but that's the one thing that they just aren't hundred percent sure about. I mean, I would say, 
you know, like you're right. Like they don't have to be your best friend in Mm -hmm. order for it to work. Like that is why you have best friends. Right. But maybe one of your best friends. Yeah. They, I think they definitely should be one of them. Right. Um, Because, you know, if you think about what a best friend is to you, it's someone you want to spend a lot of time with, someone you have a lot of fun with, someone you tell your secrets to, someone that you can trust. So, you know, and to me, like your partner should be all of those those things. Yeah. It's funny because I always see girls posting like, you know, their wedding photos or engagement photos like I'm marrying my best friend. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm." and then I'm thinking when I do it, I couldn't say that because I'm so I'm such a Libra in that I'm like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings (laughs) that I'm friends with. So I literally would be like, I'm marrying one of my best friends. (laughs) But I no, I get it. Cause it's like, you know, Natalie is like my best friend. Right. But it's like, they're just in a different category. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like your best friend that you have sex with. And right. And like live with. Right. And like fight with. Yeah. Because you don't really fight with your friends anymore after like 15. Right. Yeah. Unless you're having sex with them. (laughs) (laughs) In which case that makes things complicated, whether or not they're your partner. Um, But what's a quote or a piece of advice that you can leave us with? It could have to do with dating. It could have to do with life experience, um, work, anything that you've, you know, taken in your life. Mm hmm. I have a few. Okay. My biggest one always is, like I've said, like own who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, people always talk about like owning like your flaws, but it's like also own like the good about you. I think people have such a hard time accepting like a compliment or being, you know, like I'm a painter and and saying like, yeah, I'm a good painter. Like it's so crazy to people because it's like, wow, okay, Miss Ego. And it's like, I don't say that out of ego at all. I say that out of like owning who I am. Right. Yeah. People always see my racket and they're like, are you good at tennis? And I'm like, I'm okay. But like, I'm really fucking good. Yeah. So I I don't like to say that for some reason. For the exact same reason that you said. Because it comes off. Yeah. Right. Because people are like, oh, wow, you think you're good at something? How dare you? Right. Exactly. (laughs) And everybody has such a hard time with that because it's like you thinks it comes off egotistically, but it's like, oh, are you good at tennis? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because you are. Right. Like, why is it a bad thing? Totally. Or like something you should like shy away from. For sure. You know, it's like you're not saying it in a like, actually, I'm like better than everybody on this planet and like prettier. Right. <laughs> like, right. But I think that it's so important to own who you are because it allows you to like, own and see who other people are. Right. You know, the other thing it's, I was actually thinking about this yesterday and today is I think people need to compliment people more. Mm. I'm the kind of person where it's like, if I like your shoes, I'll be like, Oh my God, I love your shoes. Where'd right. you get them from? And, and then you'll turn around and be like, I hate those. Shoes. <laughs> yeah, They're like fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it means, you know, it's so my mom like definitely taught me how to like compliment people and and say like, you know, I think when you have confidence in yourself, it's like easy to show that, you know, see that in other people, but. I agree. I love to compliment people personally. Yeah. Like acknowledging other people mm -hmm. and acknowledging yourself. Yeah. 
I think that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Can you let people know where they can follow you, watch you, see your paintings? Yes. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Carly Chaikin. And I have an art Instagram that's at Carly Chaikin Art. And my any pieces for sale? Yeah. Great. You go on my website, carlychaikinart.com. Awesome. And, you know, watch Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. Season four is coming out. It is our last and final season. Sans Rami. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a comment in the iTunes reviews and check us out on Instagram at we met at Acme and check out we met at acme.com. Look at our Patreon account and support us if you feel in the mood. Thank you guys for listening.